The views and opinions in the following program do not necessarily reflect those of TAP Detroit or its affiliates. You're listening to a live stream of tapdetroit.com. It's like a breath of fresh air. Internet radio, Detroit style. Welcome, 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 welcome. Good evening, friends. We're not a morning show, so I don't say good morning. I say good evening. This is Detroit Riot on tapdetroit.com. How is you all? I am Chris, Chris Dellis, your host. I'm here with my co-host, Mel. Mel Wonder, the Wonder Girl. How you doing, Mel? I'm great, Chris. How are you? Ah, what a voice. I'm doing <laughs> wonderful. And Olin's back here somewhere. What's up, Hefe? You doing all right? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Another night in paradise. Hey, man. I was telling my friends here how Detroit Riot this past weekend came to Detroit literally, almost. People use literally too often, don't they? Yeah, they do. Literally. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'll leave that one there. Anyway, they heard the story already, but you haven't. This weekend, you might have heard of this thing called Detroit A Go-Go that was in Detroit. It was a gig that was put on by a cat from London, older guy, probably in his 60s. Been listening to this soul music uh, since the 1960s. And he brought with him a thousand English friends. And they all uh, had a little um, gig put together where they stayed at the Hotel St. Regis. They flew in from wherever they were at in England, from Manchester to London. And they took a like a bus to uh, Eastern Market, Burt's Warehouse, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday night. And they saw the original soul bands from Detroit, their surviving members, and all these old folks went nuts. It was the coolest thing I've ever seen. Half a room of English soul fans and half a room of Detroit soul original people. That's got to be wonderful. It was neat. And as I said earlier, they were so nice. Everybody was so polite. These English people were so happy to be in Detroit. I hope some are listening tonight. Uh, I made friends with a lot of them and uh, made Facebook friends with more, passed out the cards, invited them to listen to our show. So I hope some of you are out there. Martin and some of our other English friends, we will play some of the soul bands that you heard over the weekend as well as um, some of the other stuff that we do here at Detroit Riot. We broadcast from downtown Detroit, and it seems like a hurricane out there today. Yeah, very windy. Was it crazy earlier, too? Yeah, well, it wasn't as crazy. It started to pick up as we got here, but I could hear it in the hallways. When I opened my car door, it smashed on my leg because the wind blew it. So I'm suing Olin for for workers' comp. (laughs) Good luck. Good luck, dude. (laughs) He's non-actionable. Yeah. What's your attorney say, Olin? How much are you worth, man? I, my leg really hurts, man. It's a negligible amount. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the minus. I'd be. I'd, I'd end up paying him maybe. Oi. Then what else happened this week? Yeah, Did for the pain and suffering. <laughs> <laughs> Something else went on this week that was. Oh, it was a week ago. 
you know we always play Paul Weller here on Detroit Riot, the mod father, the English mod cat. And he was in Detroit a week ago last Wednesday. And um, we are going to play a set or two of the songs that he played in Detroit, as well as playing those uh, Detroit original bands that were at Detroit A Go Go. And we'll talk about what's going on in the world. Yes, please, let's talk about that. Let's talk a little bit about some of these crazy men that keep getting in trouble for pulling their pants down. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Sorry about that. (laughs) (laughs) Beside you, rich ones. You know, um, somebody, we'll get into this, man, after some music, but somebody uh, made this complaint. Oh, they just went after... Uh, Bill O'Reilly now because he's rich, so they just sued him now. Really? Well, that's how. That's when you sue people. Yeah, when, when they, they have some money. When they got some money, you I don't mean, sue broke people. Yeah, you don't get anything. You don't get not any, not fast anyway. No, and it costs money to sue people. Mm-hmm. So that's what happens. Well, how much did they sue him for? Well, so far. He has paid out, Bill O'Reilly himself, $32 million to avoid court cases. What is his net worth? Who knows, man? He Damn. made a lot of money um, with those Fox shows, not only with what they he's paid He's been them. on them for years, too. Yeah. He's been there a long time, and he also um, sells those shows all over the world, man. Wow. That's big bucks. So he paid that money so they would not take him to court. Yet he said recently, we might as well talk about this now. He said recently that he's disappointed in God because God did not protect him from these evil women that brought about these charges. <laughs> yet he paid these evil women. $32 million? $32 million. Well, you know what? I say he got off easy. And so far, it's going to be worse. Well, he lost his job. He ain't coming back. He's as much not as gonna he, be broke. And, but he ain't. No, he ain't gonna be broke. He ain't gonna even know what it's like to be broke, like folks like us uh, know what it's like to be broke. But <laughs> he might end up in jail, and I ain't going to jail. No, I mean that's unfortunate. But why does he want God to protect him? I mean, what, <laughs> what has he done for God? Right. <laughs> I've never. Well, even here on uh, Bill O'Reilly. You can read the statement on behalf of Bill O'Reilly relating to the New York Times smear piece. Oh, God. Smear piece. Go ahead. Get, 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 read us the first couple uh, sentences. What's he got to say? Does, is, is, does it come out as a statement? Once again, the New York Times has maliciously smeared Bill O'Reilly, this time even failing to print a sworn affidavit from his former lawyer, Liz Wheel. Oh, my. Uh repudiating repudiating i don't know repudiating whatever all allegations against bill o'reilly the times ignored that evidence sworn under oath and chose to rely on unsubstantial allegations anonymous sources and incomplete leaked or stolen documents oh so it's written down Uh, all right we'll look it up as the music plays in the meantime (laughs) (laughs) ah Let's forget about these crazy men and listen to hey, some check young it out. men we that play out some good mod rock music. Check what out. What we up. can uh, sign up to listen to uh, Bill O'Reilly's show. Let's uh, do that. Uh, yeah, let's just... Pl- no. Here's what we'll do tonight. <laughs> we're just going to forget about all this music and all this groovy talk that we usually do, and we're just going to plug in a live feed to Bill O'Reilly talking to us. 
That would make it easy tired. for us. We could all go lay down. Well, maybe my wrist is more like it. <laughs> he can answer the God question. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to get started. Set one. This first band, English young band. They're called the Shadow Puppets on Detroit Riot with Separate and Ever Deadly. An unfamiliar grip on an unfamiliar handkerchief Attending to the tears on cheeks I wouldn't notice With you no matter how vicious the grief Expression was damp and crooked Grass onto my throat and won't let go Change my 
Vacant apartment Above the shop on the square Something keeps bringing me back to Those final moments we shared To that class the reflections Cast their glow on the door Empty shadows of night on the Just when I think I've escaped them There's a fact I can't hide I go back to where I left her Oh, but there's nothing inside Just these neon reflections Cast their frightening glow
Yo, you're too much for me. You're too much for me, baby. That's the eyes, a mod band from England that turned into a psychedelic band once psychedelics came out. It's <laughs> a good song. That's a great song, man. I loved I loved all those bands until they started doing the psychedelics. Like uh, obviously they meant acid and LSD and that was before my time, so I have no idea how that made you feel. No, really. Um, but I just know that the bands like from 1967 and 68 and on that were on psychedelics, like um, the Grateful Dead and bands like that, yeah, and Jefferson Airplane, I really wasn't crazy about that music. Uh, 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 then a lot of groups turned psychedelic, though, or at least turned to that yeah. version of music. I mean, the Beatles. The Beatles certainly did. Um, the Stones did, no doubt about it. I guess, yeah, I guess you're right because some of the late Beatles stuff, they certainly were experimenting with psychedelics. The same with the Stones, and um, I do love late Beatles stuff. So maybe what I don't like is bands that um, weren't really really um entrenched in their own talent already right and they just had a subject to go off of yeah and they weren't talented about it yeah i got you yeah maybe that's it and i hadn't thought about that till now because this band the eyes um i have their early stuff like we just listened to and it's a hardcore good uh early rock 60s song but then when i listen to their later psychedelic stuff it just doesn't turn me on it just sounds uh weird and hokey <laughs> but I think at the time, if you were on LSD, it sounded it pretty probably good. sounded really good. <laughs> Before that, yeah. we listened to Shadows and Reflections by The Action, a true mod band that uh, very few people heard of at the time outside of England. Before that, of course, a band that everybody heard of, Substitute by The Who. Before that's Across the Universe, a Beatles song that Mel loves and I do as well, covered by Liam Gallagher's last band, BDI. You like that song? I saw you singing yes. the words. Absolutely, and I also um, saw Fiona Apple covered that song too quite a while ago for the movie um, Pleasantville. I remember that film. Was that the film that was in black and white? Yes, and just and a couple, and half of it was in color. Yeah, I, it's a it's a very yeah, interesting theory. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but it's it's I love that movie. It was a good movie. It was. I remember Pleasantville now. The the kids that were hip, and it was like supposed to be the nineteen fifties, uh, like. Um, Tight ass America. Yep, like uh, the, the white picket fence. Yeah. Leave it to Beaver type. You know what I mean? Yep. And if you were square, those scenes were in black and white. No, those were yeah. If you were and square, you were in, in black and white. But right. if you weren't, you were in color. It was in color. It was a good idea for a movie. <laughs> it was cute. I don't think it went anywhere, and I don't think anybody watches it now. I think if you brought up Pleasantville to somebody that's 25, they wouldn't know what you're talking about. But I bet you they would like it. But they'd like it if they saw it. Um, and, and we started the set with Separate and Deadly by the Shadow Puppets. Let's talk about movies for a minute. There's a film that opened last week, and everybody expected it to just blow the box office up. And that is Blade Runner 2049. Did you see it, or did you see it all in? No, I hadn't even heard, heard anything it? about it. No. The original Blade Runner, do you know that? Yeah, I Wesley know. Snipes? Um, no, 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 no. Um, the this original Blade that. Runner was uh, Harrison Ford. Yeah. Okay. And this one now um, gave Harrison Ford a role, but not as the lead role, because he's a little old to play, like, the number one superhero mm -hmm. type in the movie. And uh, I forget who has the lead. I'd have to look it up. Or you can look it up, Owen. It's uh, one of the young um, Hollywood uh, young, uh, young Turks. <laughs> and... 
it's a huge budget movie. It was like three hundred and fifty million to make. Wow, really? Yeah. And this first week, I think it only made thirty six million dollars at what? the box office or something like that. And here's what they attribute it to. First of all, it's three hours long. Oh man. Yeah, it's tough to sit there and watch a movie in a theater that's Especially three hours long. Especially at two seventeen. Right? It, it, we just we're not used to it no. because for the past 20 25 years we've been watching movies in the comfort of our own homes yeah on our couches dvds uh now for the past five ten years we've been watching them uh streaming yeah Hulu. and it's at your own leisure at your own leisure and you can get back to it when you have time yes three hours Taking three hours out of the day to actually sit in a theater means you're almost taking five. Yeah. Because you got to get ready. You got to drive there. You got to park. You got to pay. You get your seat. You get your uh, pop and uh, uh, candy. And you drive home. Now, now, five hours have gone by. Yes, absolutely. When did this come out? It just came out. So last weekend was its uh, grand opening. And... um, the previews had been getting great reviews. Um, the critics, I think it scored 90% on Rotten uh, Rotten Tomatoes. That's the conglomeration of all the different critics. Mm-hmm. So it got brilliant reviews. They said that it was as good as the original. Some pe- some critics said it was better than Blade Runner. $150 million. Yeah, yeah. Now, now, here's the second reason that most writers said that it didn't make money. It bombed. That's actually bombing at the box office mm-hmm. when you only bring in that amount. Um, they'll make it up in Asia eventually and stuff like that, but that's still considered a bomb. The second reason was what I um, referred to 10 minutes ago when we first started talking about movies is that millennials had never seen the original, original Blade Runner, so that they don't get the story. Got it. There's no refu- uh, reference point for them. Right, and it's before their time. It's before their time. It's uh, kind of like Star Wars. If a Star Wars movie these past 10 years came out every year or every two years or every three years, um, people remember the last one they saw. It was only a couple of years ago. Yeah. Even though the first Star Wars came out in 1975, before you were born. <laughs> yes. But still... I but still, th- there you were know, a lot that came out recently. Yeah, and like I, I know the story kind of with Star Wars, and you know, it's continued on. I can understand if millennials wouldn't necessarily grasp, you know, Blade Runner. Yeah, and, and originally it's brilliant. I have the DVD. I've watched it probably ten, twelve times. I'm sure I've watched it online. Um, I saw it at the theater when it first came out. It's, it's a. My friends and I, uh, like people my age and my um, peers, we quote the movie. <laughs> you know, it's so like Godfather or Goodfellas, mm-hmm. one of those movies where you can just quote over and over and over the scenes. And I haven't seen it yet, but um, so there goes another reason. A guy like me, I'll probably wait till it comes online. Yeah, I think a lot of people are waiting for that. <sighs> that must kill Hollywood. It does. I mean, but three hours, that's. Quite a dedication from your day. It is. Most things are broken up into like little sitcoms or, you know, hour, two hour phases. Yep. Um, Certain groups of of Americans will watch things online and they binge watch them. Mm -hmm. So they might watch something for six hours, but 
again they're at home and yeah they're at their own leisure they're at their own leisure they could have their pjs on and when they want to take a break they get so go get something to eat or let the dog out or pick up the kid from school or do whatever they got to do mm-hmm. you can't do that if you're sitting in a theater. no and not in a theater and that's quite the <laughs> dedication for the bathroom too <laughs> i never thought about that <laughs> You sound like my sister Debbie. Debbie's listening tonight. <laughs> Debbie would have said the same thing. I'm Hi, not Debbie. Sitting there for th- Hi, Debbie. <laughs> I'm not sitting there for three hours. No, absolutely. Oh, oh. there's more guys getting in trouble before this uh, sexual harassment stuff oh. that I've read about online while the music was playing. Let's hear it. Uh, no, I'll bring it up after this um, after this set of music because I'm not sure who I want to talk about or who we don't. <laughs> talk about or even if we do want to talk about them or what do we do and you know i have uh nieces and um we all have uh young girls in our families and sisters and all that kind of stuff and you worry about them in the future as time goes on and it's is it it's not just if they get into entertainment no it's not just actresses and 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 young girls that want to be singers it's you know corporations i'm sure there's guys that do this kind of stuff when i worked at AT at&t there were men uh, managers that would get in trouble for harassment not just managers there would be account executives that would get in trouble for harassing women and that's it's so terrible you would think that you're thinking about your job and what your what feeds you before you would think about yeah. what's going in but uh, never right. mind what's going on no exactly <laughs> no you can finish that thought that you think about what what feeds you and your family and pay your bills as opposed to uh, what goes uh, getting on getting f- you know fantasy. exactly but here's the thing and here's what i've read uh recently uh, a lot of articles that pertain to what's happening here is that these men like o'reilly and uh wiener what a name right <laughs> i takes pictures of his wiener and sends him to women and his oh last name is wiener and he's done now, and he's, he's going to go to prison. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, uh, who else? Uh, and Harvey Weinstein, of course. Yeah. His job's over. He had to quit from his company that he started with his brother, Weinstein and Brothers. He had to step down this week. Uh, so he's done. That means he can't make another movie. And, you know, like, how long has this been going on before Forever. he had to even suffer any consequences oh, about it and before you and i were born it's been going on now My people goodness. are just getting caught because we have the internet and we have a lot a lot of uh different news outlets that need material and you know i would watch those award shows some i like movies you know and i like sure. hearing about what actors and actresses but and i would hear him come up a lot and you know there Very jokes about him, sarcastic jokes. Absolutely, comedians joked about him all the time. Yeah, and as we're uh, just regular viewers sitting there on our couches, how many jokes are we going to hear about Harvey Weinstein before we start to ask ourselves why these guys keep joking about this guy uh, being a, a, a casting couch dude? Yeah, I mean, because literally, yeah, and. And it was not, it's not just women either. <laughs> no, it, it's not. It's not just women. And um, I'll look this up during this, this set. There was a uh, great documentary that I saw on Netflix that's all about um, the powerful producers in Hollywood that have been predators on um, young men and teenage boys that want to be actors. And I watched it. I watched it on Netflix uh, last month, about a month or two What's ago. the name of it? I'll look it up uh, while this is playing because I can't remember. But you know what? 
it's hard to watch. I bet it is. It's difficult. It, it's uh, it's creepy. <laughs> it so, sounds very creepy. Yeah, some of these things make you want to just um, you know, take a shower afterwards, or go talk to a friend, <laughs> or talk about something normal. And that's not funny, but no. yeah, it's reality. Or you know what they make you want to do? They want to make you want to listen to some good music, and that's there what we'll go. do. For, that's what we'll do for the next twenty minutes or so. We're gonna listen to some soul. Uh, some of these bands were in town uh, at this Detroit Agogo. Some of them weren't, uh, but in the meantime. Here's one of the greatest. They weren't here, but they live on forever. On Detroit Ride, tapdetroit.com. This is the Marques with Last Night.
Everybody has a holiday. Everybody has a 
Everybody has to cry sometimes, kids. That's Steve Aldo with Everybody Has to Cry. Before that, Grow Your Own by the Small Faces. I Need Your Lovin' by Ronnie Jones and the Night Timers. How Could You Say One Thing by Graham Goldman. Can't You See You're Losing Me by the great Mary Wells from Motown. And we started off the set with Last Night by the Marquis. We are playing Soul Mod. And now we're going to play some of the Mod Father who was just in Detroit, Paul Weller. One of our favorites here on Detroit Ride at tapdetroit.com. We're going to get right back into the music. And when we come back, maybe we'll talk about what's going on in the World Series, what's going on in the world of sports, what's going on in the world of pornography. <laughs> No, we usually don't talk about that here on Detroit Right. <laughs> I don't really know what's going on on the world of pornography. Do you, Owen? No. Is there anything you want to write down? Any notes or anything for the next set oh. break? <laughs> <laughs> Full frontal female nudity. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> frontal bring rear it, nudity. Bring, the, bring, bring that up before we... Uh, yeah, what, to what's the next that? Set. Here, here, here let, me, let me set this up. This uh, we had talked about uh, Blade Runner before these last group of uh, songs. And we talked about why it bombed. And Owen looked up Blade Runner and he looked at keywords. If you uh, pull up keywords, those are the words that our people will punch into the internet and will bring up the movie. Or if people talk about a movie, keywords are the words that people use most when they critique or discuss a movie. Go ahead, Owen, because this freaked us out. What'd you find? You know, I gotta get to the keyword section. Hold on. <laughs> and, and when blah, he, blah 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 and, blah right and when he reads these it kind of uh, spells to us again why the movie bombed when we expected it to be so popular here in america plot keywords prostitute bare breasts female frontal nudity female nudity premarital sex those are the first <laughs> six now this is a sci-fi film about um future cops going after people that aren't really people but robots or whatever uh, topless female nudity and female full rear nudity female rear nudity female full frontal nudity mini skirt short skirt micro mini skirt sexy woman full female nudity mini skirt woman wearing a mini skirt leg violence all right now, 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 okay we get now here's the question is that um does that overwhelm Blade Runner 2049, and that's one of the reasons that the movie bombed? Or is that what people are looking for when they look for any movie these days? Are, the, are those the things that people are searching for? In other words, are we going back to the creepiness factor? This is creepy. Would we yes. all be creepy if we had $32 million? Why didn't they just type in tits or <laughs> right. vagina? I don't know. Why, why is it like? Why is it creepers? terms uh, female full rear nudity when i'm looking at porn on the internet that is not a keyword i'm looking for it, are you female are, frontal what what site are you on imdb imdb.com wow you search for blade runner and then if you go That's to the, the storyline section 
There's a plot summary, and you can get the plot synopsis. Then below it, it says plot keywords. I got you. I so got, it's there I, for I, everyone I, to yeah, see. Yeah, I know what IMDb is. I'm even on IMDb. I am too. For being in one stupid movie. Me too. Hey man, let's let's flip. We're IMDb famous. <laughs> Did, what, whatever happened with that movie? I only saw the trailer. Oh God, that was that was beyond a a B horror film. That was beyond a C horror film. That was a F horror film. It was called Thirteen Signs. That movie was so bad. Here's why: they picked it up after they edited it and brought in a second director i had the lead in this film friends that that's what we're talking about 13 signs i played the dirty harry clint eastwood cop type when the movie was <laughs> released and i had to go to the uh preview at the theater right because that's what you do right they had cut out 60 percent of my scenes and i went from at the beginning standing straight up because my name was what they call above title so before the movie title it says crystals yeah. That's the first thing you see on the scene, on the screen. So I'm all pumped up, and my chest is pumped up, and my friends are looking at me, right? By the end of the movie, with 60% of my scenes out, I was slunk in the chair trying to crawl out of that theater oh, so nobody no. could see me. Well, you know what? <laughs> if you're, what was the point of that? Then? That's why I'm on IMDb, too. I played a crack dealer. See? There you go. <laughs> Named Wade. <laughs> and that's why I'm not in the movie business anymore. <laughs> so let's play oh, some music. disappointing. <laughs> yes, the mod father was in town. He was at St. Andrew's Hall. And uh, he played a couple jam songs. He played a couple style console songs. And he played uh, a lot of songs from his solo career. This set, we're going to listen to uh, what he played from his solo career. And what he played from style console. And what he played from the jam. This is Paul Weller on Detroit Riot. Tap Detroit. Dot com.
different faces Of all these people from just different places And if you can't succeed, what then will you achieve? With a different tune to play, you've been saved for a rainy day
and that is Heat Wave. Our Heat Wave is over here in Detroit. That's Heat Wave by Martha and the Vandellas. Paul Weller played that. Classic. Uh, classic. He played a soul set just for Detroit, and that was one of the three. We're going to play the other two in just a second. Before that, Paul ended the set, his entire concert, with the Jams Town called Malice. Everybody loves that. I think most people that go see Paul Weller wish that they were seeing the jam, but the jam broke up a long time ago, kids, so you got to go over it. Get over it. <laughs> Get over it, man. Before that was Peacock Suit, which is a Paul Weller uh, solo, an original. Before that, The Weaver, also a Paul Weller solo that he played at St. Andrews. My Ever-Changing Moods by S the Style Council, which was his jazz pop band that came out in the mid-'80s after the jam split up. Some people love the style council. Some people think that they're a little too poppy. I think beautiful is beautiful, whatever the genre. Before that, Woosie Mama by Weller from his newest solo album called A Kind Revolution. And we started off the set. Paul also played Start by The Jam. And we're going to get into uh, two more songs that he played just for Detroit that are soul songs. Then we're going to end the show tonight with uh, some of the bands that played at the Soul A-Go-Go. Were those funny stories I told before the, uh, oh, no. while the thing was on, <laughs> while the music was playing? Oh, no, absolutely. I, well, I can't remember. Oh, uh, the ladies that thought I was in the Beatles? Yes. That was fun. No. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to get to the last set of um, some of the soul bands that played at this Detroit Go-Go this past weekend here in Detroit. And like I said, it was all English people and Detroit soul originals. And I was telling Mel a story that all the ladies there that were from Detroit, would not all the ladies, but it happened about four times, maybe six, they would stop me and they would say, young man, young man, and they would smile and give me a little hug before they stopped me, just to be polite. And they'd say, I have to let you know who you look like. And the first lady, I had no idea who she thought I was like, who I, <laughs> I looked like, right? You heard this already, Mel. And I said, who's that? Who's that, man? And she said, the Beatles. And I didn't know how to respond. It, the look on my face probably said I was a little confused. So she explained it a little more. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least she did. Oh, she was so sweet. She had to be 70 years old, so I'm sure she, that she was into uh, Motown music in 1962. Oh, no, absolutely. Show, right? And she was all dressed up, nice. It was wonderful. And um, she held my hand, and she said, You have to understand, young man, in Detroit, when we were playing this music in 1962, there were no white boys that had hair as long as yours, except for the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> well, you oh, know what? Oh, I said, bless you, God. They were, they were just true to their hearts about, you know, what was real back then. Oh, there's no doubt. Everybody was having a good time. Uh, you know what was d different between the two crowds that were one crowd that I did notice, though? All of these English folks, even though they were older, too, mm -hmm. there would be 40 empty beer bottles at every one of their tables. That's great. <laughs> yes. They drink so much beer. They smell funny in the air? Uh, Maybe um, a little? No. No? No, really not at all. I no. don't think okay. the whole generation um, smokes. Well, you know what? They 
birthday party. That's good. Yeah, yeah. And the <laughs> uh, I stopped at um, the Hotel St. Regis first on the first night to see what was going on there and to see, um, you know, just if I was going to meet anybody or mm-hmm. hand out uh, flyers for this radio show. And uh, I talked to the young lady at the desk and uh, we talked for a while about the crowd. And uh, I said, well, do these English people drink a lot? I hear that they do. And I knew the answer. I just wanted to see what she was going <laughs> to no, say. No, absolutely. And she said, I've never had this many English people stay in our hotel. And yes, sir, they drink an awful lot has been my observation. <laughs> well, you know what? That's good. They were pro- I'm pretty sure they were kind to the bartenders. I'm sure they were too. And I'm sure that they were having fun. Yes. And, and that's all that counts. Well, and that's it. All right, from this kid that looks like the Beatles. <laughs> and I was actually young that night, which made me feel wonderful. Young man, they called me. <laughs> you got to call good. me that for the rest of the show. Young man. Young man. <laughs> All right. Let's listen to, uh, hold on, hold on. We're going to play only two songs, and then we're going to come back for a break. And these two songs uh, were also in the soul set by Paul Weller. And the first one is Roadrunner by Junior Walker and the All-Stars on Detroit Ride, tapdetroit.com.
Sweet it is to be loved by you. Well, Classic song. Oh, you couldn't. You, you could not have a more beautiful voice than Marvin Gaye. <laughs> I was watching TV with my dad when Marvin Gaye's the music, uh, the news broke that Marvin Gaye had been shot by his own daddy because they were in a fight together, and that was a horrible thing. What year was that? I don't know. I'd have to look it up. I was still living with my dad, so it was a while ago, mm-hmm. and it was a horrible thing to see. Um, Because it was just my dad and I in the room watching the news, and there it came. And my dad said, oh, that is just awful. I'm sure he could feel in his heart how terrible it would feel to shoot your own son. And uh, he also was obviously, being a lifelong Detroiter, familiar with Marvin Gaye. And he said, what a beautiful voice that man had. Before that, it was I'm a Roadrunner by Junior Walker and the All-Stars. Paul Weller played both of those songs while he was here in Detroit for us. I want to give some shout-outs and say hello to some people that have checked in with us. We're so glad you're listening to us here on Detroit Riot Tap, Detroit.com. Thank you so much. Keith H., the owner and the operator of Noir Leather in Royal Oka, Detroit Original. I love that place. Noir Leather for your exotic leather fantasies and your punk rock t-shirts and anything else that you need to go to nor leather it's a great store it is it was one of the three or four stores that made royal oak 
what it is today. Hello, Keith. We got Frank G. Frank is a good friend of Detroit Riot, a good friend of the family, a great guy. We're glad you're out there, Frank. We have Betty M. We have Frank B. We have Laney, Laney M., friend of mine personally. It's nice to see you out there, Laney. As I look for other people, Mel, you and Olin went to see Queen of the Stone Age. How, yes. was, how was that show? It was, um, it was, I liked them as a band, you know what I mean? I don't think that was, this was their best show. I mean, from where I was sitting, I was sitting around some people that sucked. What, what what was up? What was what was the band not that great? I mean, from what we could see, I just think it could have been a better setup because you couldn't. Of course, you know they, you can't, you couldn't see them where we were. We were in the balcony, and there were a lots of strobe light reflection Uh-oh. that was absolutely a killer for the show. Like that, they could have chosen a better stage setting to me if somebody went to sit and see the show from afar it should have been better were these lights like in your eyes i mean they were odd you had no choice but to look at them you know what i mean and anybody who had could have had a seizure looking at that (laughs) that's not good all right let me say hi to a couple more people and then tell us what was wrong with these people that were hanging out with you (laughs) hello elizabeth out there uh dana dana in dead in five one of detroit's most popular bands out there these days we love Dead and Five here at Detroit Riot. Kathy S. is out there. Jim P. is out there. Kenneth Johnson or Kenneth J. Sorry about that. And Ann P. is out there. Hold on a second. Let me pull up a few more people. And then you can tell us about some rude people <laughs> at Queens of the Stone Age. Danny B. is out there. Danny from Manistee, Michigan is out there. Paul P. is out there. Hello, Paisan. Uh, Linda, Paul R., who says, I can't get enough of Paul Weller. No, neither can we, my friend. You heard a lot of it. Sue out there. Sue Crazy Legs. Linda C., Art N. We go to watch the Tigers together. Tomorrow, the Houston Astros will hopefully beat the L.A. Dodgers and go Houston. (laughs) Go, Justin Verlander. Get a ring. Uh, And Kim is out there. Esteban. Como esta? Ross and Jim P again. So what was up with some of these people that were sitting around you at Queens of the Storm? Well, I mean, they, of course they were quite surprised to see me there, <laughs> first because, of all. Just because you're a girl of color? Yeah. I mean, oh, you know. That's It's not, yeah. But, I mean, it's it's okay. I'm, I'm pretty much used to it. I mean, I don't like word to all that. of my white friends that go to hip-hop shows and have been harassed. Okay. You know what I mean? I understand. But, you know, I was there. Like, one guy thought I was in his seat, and we had an usher seat us. And, you know, the show with the lights, it was not the best show. So the image that I'm going to hold dear is when I saw them in L.A., and the whole thing was like a circus outside. I mean, it was absolutely gorgeous. It was Halloween. Nice weather. Oh, yeah. Beautiful weather for Halloween when it's warm. Warm Halloween is awesome. Well, you were in Los Angeles, kid. No, absolutely. We were in <laughs> Oakland at Staples. It was like, it, like Oakland is like Detroit with palm trees. Oh, you were in Oakland. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oakland gets a little colder than L.A. Uh, yeah, yeah, and that's, that's the Bay Area. And they, uh, they were running to some people there, and they said that we brought the rain there because that's the first time it rained in a long time. Like you jinxed them? Yeah. 
outside. The, the band played better too. Oh, they, they did. They played a lot, and the Kills opened up for them. But uh, Royal Blood opened up for uh, Queens of the Stone Age, and they were good too. They're really good. And um, but yeah, the Kills opened up for the last one in um, in L.A., and that was a really awesome show. Josh plays out a lot. You know, he played out for months with uh, Iggy Iggy Pop's uh, last. I think last tour, uh-huh. um, he did that album with Iggy, and he's got like three bands. He's Queens of the Stone Age, obviously. Um, isn't he involved in Eagles of Death Metal? I believe so. It, yes. Or is that just the other cat from Queens? Um, the bass player. I'm not sure. He is. Well, he's involved with Eagles of Death Metal. I've seen him play drums for them. Okay. You know, Josh. So, but. Um, I don't know. I don't think he's not a consistent drummer for them. It's kind of like how Dave Grohl visits Queens of the Stone Age sometimes. I think that's I how it is. And then there's a third band that he plays with. I forget the third band. He start. I got to know him when he played for um, a stoner band called Caius. Yep. And that was a while ago. Yeah, it was that a while was ago. Queens. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved that band too. I love. You know, it's crazy. I don't really like a lot of heavy metal, but I like stoner rock, mm-hmm. which I guess is a subgenre of heavy metal if we look at it. Yeah. And I don't know why I like that, and I don't like most heavy metal. I think it's because um, what they call stoner rock is, uh, I don't know if it's uh, more experimental or more they play whatever they want to play. They don't have to play by a certain... Um, like a certain flow. They get they get their own... Yeah, they can do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're playing metal, there's um, you gotta, you got to follow the steps that the metal bands before you um, laid out. Really? Yeah. Um, I think that that's what um, the record bands expect from a lot of metal bands. Mm, y- um, I got you. Yeah, to follow that certain formula. Right. Then again, I don't listen to a lot of metal, so maybe I could be completely wrong. I mean, but to me, like some of the metal now doesn't sound like... This, it's change kind of like with hip-hop hip-hop they they're doing a lot of things different now you know and i would think they were kind of like on the same wavelength uh, yeah that's true and things always have to change in music and that and that's what's cool if it stayed the same it would really be boring right no absolutely but you know what some things don't need to change I don't care. Some things like the 60s soul with these <laughs> 60-year-old people from England that knew every word don't need to change at all. <laughs> but you know, a word to them because they have, they brought us real music, you know what I mean? For oh, those who no want to know about it. No doubt. It, it, it is a wonderful thing, though, to see a 65-year-old man or a 75-year-old man with no hair left um, singing along to like eight Detroit Motown songs in a row. Like <laughs> a little girl that would sing along to that is a, a so boy awesome. band. Yeah. Knowing every, every, single, every word. single word. Dude, there was this one cat. He was obviously Scottish because uh-huh. the Scottish wear kilts. <laughs> and he, this man, I guess he was about, I would guess, 72. And he was bald headed too. I, probably half of the men there were uh, bald headed. And he had a kilt on. And glasses, like most of the men there, because they're older. Mm-hmm. And he got right up front when the bands played, man. And he shuffled around, dancing, 
<laughs> singing every word that along is with so the band awesome. with his little skirt going back and forth his kilt i mean kilt. i'm sorry scottish people out there don't kill they're gonna me get you. oh they're coming down to russell right now <laughs> they're in their cars oh that's so funny if i could do a scottish accent i'd do a scottish accent and say where is that place let's go find this dallas guy we don't wear skirts <laughs> Yeah. It was wonderful. Well, um, I almost went to that show, Queens. A lot of my friends did. I did not hear a lot of crazy, crazy great reviews. Um, I saw people at the pub afterwards, and um, I didn't hear people going nuts that it was the greatest show that they ever saw. So I can kind of imagine what you're saying. Yeah, and uh, they might have been kind of worn out or tired by the time they got to us. I mean, it seems like they visited a number of cities before they came to Detroit. They did. They so did. I can understand them having the show must go on. That's true. You know, that's and not disappointing their fans. And you know, that's the only way bands get paid these days. And it doesn't matter what genre of music they play. Uh, very few people... Well, they say that Nashville country pop, uh, people still buy CDs. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like that kind of music. Uh, we never play it. And they say hip-hop, you still have a good chance of selling CDs. As far as any kind of rock and roll, people usually get the music from the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, so these cats have to stay on the road, man, to make a living. Yeah, and you know, the show that I saw in Cali was amazing. And one of their other members, I believe he was a member of Caius also. I forget his name, but he's a guitar player. But he hadn't played it with the band in about... 10 years and I got a chance to see him there that night. That was a very magical evening. Well, that's cool. It's always good when old friends get back together. No, we're, we're to my friend Jamie. Jamie Tish, I love you. She took me to that show. There you go. Hi, <laughs> Jamie, if you're out there. <laughs> Alright, let's play another set of music here on Detroit Riot and see what happens. We'll see if we have any time to say goodbye at the end. Um... I keep telling a couple of you guys in Detroit bands that we are going to play your songs. Uh, let's see, there's one cat out there. Gerard, yes, those wave um, formats. I can't figure out how to play. Olin, can you take a wave, not for tonight, but for the next show, can you take a wave yes. format and turn it into an MP3? Uh, I can just play the wave. All right. Next time, Gerard, we will play a couple songs from your new album, sir. In the meantime, this is Detroit Riot on tapdetroit.com, and this is Noel Gallagher, who used to be an oasis, doing a song by the Smiths that you might recognize called There is a Light That Never Goes Out.
Well, the cops are taking over while everyone's in yoga. Cause happiness is still a warm gun. What's it to be free, man? What's a European? Me, I just believe in the sun.
That is Charles Bradley here on Detroit Ride, tapdetroit.com, doing changes before that. Liam Gallagher on his own, Chinatown. The album comes out next month. His brother before that, Noel Gallagher, doing a live version of The Smiths. There's a light that never goes out. How Sweet It Is by Marvin Gaye was before that. Roadrunner by Junior Walker and Heat Wave by Marvin Vandellas was in the set before that. We're going to end this show with three songs uh, that were played at Burt's Warehouse that we were talking about this evening, three of the soul bands. Um, Charles Bradley passed this year, right? Now, what'd you find out yeah, about what, um, what happened? He had stomach cancer, and Singer was, when he was diagnosed with cancer, that's when he started performing on the road after receiving a clean bill of health in 2016. Mm. According to CNN, but yeah, I didn't even know that he passed away. Like that was really heartbreaking. So he was sixty-eight, did you say? Yes. And I've heard of him playing at the Magic Bag before. Did you see that? And no, and I'm very mad that I didn't go. Right. You know, it's like sometimes when we um, really like a performer like that and listen to that voice. My God, when you see these bands and the bands I'm going to play right now are the con- uh, the Contours, the Elgins, and the Dramatics, and I might, might not be able to say goodbye to you guys, but when you see these singers sing today, like I did over the weekend, yeah, everything that might have been bad that day, or everything that might have been weird about the show, or you know anything. Right. Goes away when these people start to sing because they've got this voice that's not even a talent of playing guitar or an instrument, but a God-given voice, if God exists, I'm not sure, um, that is that just uh, it takes your feet off the ground. It's so amazing. Yeah, it is. I mean, like when my friends came back and told me how he performed and like he was really good and he's a very, bag. yeah. Also, there is a performance coming up. Ricky Calloway is performing at uh, Motor City Funk Night, okay. who's also very talented. When, and is, when is that? Do you know? It's uh, Friday on the 27th at uh, Majestic Theater. Motor City Funk Night. Yep. We will watch for it. Thanks for listening, kids. This is Detroit Riot. TapDetroit.com. We'll be back next Tuesday, the following Tuesday. And we're going to end the set with the bands that did play here at Detroit a go-go the contours the Elgins and the Dramatics and this is the contours doing first I look at the purse good night
We love you. Thank you, Mel. Thank you, Owen. Thank you, Debbie. Thank yeah, you, man. everybody. We love you. Oh, you're welcome, Chris. Does every man look at first?
Oh uh-huh. 